Hello and welcome to My Media Live, a summer edition brought to you by the World Media Group. My name is Arif Durrani. Now, as I'm hoping some of you are getting to know by now, each edition we try and speak to an industry leader with a view to getting some insights into their own career path and tips for those starting out today, uh, which media they still uh, connect with and why, and much more besides. So do stay tuned. Um, now, this week is a really interesting one. Uh, the industry is about to set off to the south of France to celebrate itself and its place in the world for the first time in three years at the Cannes Lions International Festival of Creativity. So who better to join us today than Daryl Lee, the global CEO of IPG's Media Brands. Uh, for those who don't know, IPG uh, is one of the big marketing groups uh, in the world. It's yeah, through UM and initiative agencies. It handles more than $40 billion in ad spend. And Daryl is also the president of this year's Media Lions Jury. So it's great to have him on board and what, what must surely be a really busy time. Um, Daryl, many thanks for joining us. Oh, I'm very happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, it's great. So we're, it's, it's great to talk to you. Um, obviously, you uh, have this role of uh, president of Media Alliance, just as we're about to all head to Cannes, or either virtually or actually in, in person for many I think it's going to be well. a big in-person event, a big reunion. Yeah. I think it is. I'm just aware of the thousands of people who aren't there who are going to get like quasi envy. So I need to, <laughs> I need to think of those guys too. But uh, so you've been there, have you? Have you been judging there or have you been doing that virtually up until No, this? all virtually to now. We've done a pretty good job of, of a, each judging about 300 or so uh, first round entries. And now we're looking at a long uh, shortlist. Um, so all of this virtual and we meet as a jury, you know, every week or so just to connect and see what we're seeing. And then we get together and end of next week, start to start the in-person judging. Very exciting. Okay. Lots of great work, lots of media creativity. It's flourishing. Which is yeah. The, the media industry is alive and well. Yes. Very and very creative, which is not always the, not has not always been the case. I think we, we went through a necessary period of looking at our infrastructure and looking at our MarTech, AdTech ecosystem and, and how we're fit for the future. And I think we're, and that's important and still ongoing, but I, and it took a lot of focus. And you saw that in Cannes with all the sort of big um, AdTech and MarTech uh, brands coming and getting their yacht or their beach or their place in the Carlton. Uh, but I think we're seeing a media industry and a media community lifting their eyes back to, okay, we understand this new tech landscape and the, and the emerging data landscape better and what, what new innovation and ideation can we bring, which I think is exciting. Oh, it sounds, yeah, really interesting. We'll look out for that. And so, so you know, it's, it's a good segue into what does the media industry mean to you? Change. It means change. I love change. Uh, I, you know, I found my way into the media business from consulting and, and creative agency, and they both were really uh, focused on clients and brands and business. And I do love the business of our clients and, and building brands. Uh, but what media does is take all of that and smack it in the middle of wherever change is happening. And I, I, I used to think that was accidental, but now I realize that's the nature of media because it tracks culture and it tracks good and bad culture, tracks entertainment, tra it tracks human beings uh, 
changing views of what they're interested in, right? That is what media is. That's how you attract audiences. So, so the fact that you combine all these brands and businesses and all the things I love about uh, the world in general, and then you know, the pace, the pace of media, which is change, get ready for it, immerse yourself in it, be the first into it. So I love that. I really like that answer, Daryl. Now there will be some people who say, "Oh, it sounds like sociology or something," and and I think you yeah. belie your entry point. So you began as a media planner, is that right? Well, actually, began as a business consultant. Okay, yeah, so I started my career at McKinsey. So I started as a pretty hard-nosed, uh, you know, I mean, I wouldn't say I was the best corporate modeling practice lead ever, but I we went in and we modeled uh, categories and looked at where there would be opportunities for M&A and where there would be opportunities for uh, improvement and performance. So it took, I started out and I started with a very surgical look at how businesses work. And I love still that. I love understanding the business model and new business. Look at all the DTC and all the direct consumer, how that works, how we're flipping retail, digital first into physical. So looking at these DTC brands that are now creating physical spaces, looking at how Amazon has transitioned from being pure e-commerce to actually having some buying whole foods and having physical. So I love business and I love building brands in the context of business. And that came from McKinsey I went to Ogilvy for a while, and then I and then I came and be, started started my career again. Frankly, media planner, comms planner, into media. So, I I went back to school in some ways with media. Interesting. Okay. And what's the one piece yeah. of advice that has helped in your career? I know you've asked for one. I might give you two. But the first the first thing I learned, which was really I was I'm a strategist, and uh, at heart, I've become a CEO, but I'm a strategist at heart, and uh, Strategists love their lunch times because no one schedules a meeting and you can do some work. And so the best advice somebody gave me is never lunch alone. Never, never. Make sure that every time there's a lunch in your day, so that's every day, you're going to talk to somebody new. You're finding out. It wasn't Rory Sutherland by any chance. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) He actually gave me some other advice. Uh, I can't can't speak that one. But, uh, but, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's some famous, you know, he famously famous, wrote books about it, but it was, uh, it was just somebody who walked past my office and said, this is the third day in a row I've seen you hunched over your laptop over lunch, eating your, you know, sub and get out, meet people. And actually, it's why I, one of the reasons I came to media was to <laughs> build, you know, because there's always somebody, to, there's always somebody who wants to have lunch with you. Uh, as a media agency leader, and it's lovely. And I get to meet, I also get to meet people, but I also get to think new things, right? Because you're, mm-hmm. there's going to be some new su- supply chain optimization person who you would never, but you're just like, all right, I'll have lunch with you. I'll only meet you for lunch because I need to eat. Um, and then you learn something new about the uh, tech ecosystem, or you meet somebody who's looking at a new audience, or you just meet somebody who's got something interesting going on in their lives and that yeah. keeping your mind open to that i think is important. the other thing i was told was speak up um mm-hmm. which i would i always that's my advice to people when they walk in here which is uh, speak up no you know you we can't answer a question you don't ask yeah 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 really good advice and uh, 
the, the media lunch thing is, is really interesting because, because that's obviously where you get ideas from. It's connectivity. It's, right. That's the thing people misunderstand. They say, oh, you're just lunching or you're dining or you're... And it's not that. It's actually, no. it's, you know, when you're in a creative business, which is all about putting people first, you need those connect- yes. connection points, don't you? Yeah. yeah, and you see that with... I remember, I remember um, having a lunch, and this is not self-serving, it just accidentally happens to be a New York Times example, but having having a lunch with a senior client in the New York Times where it turns out, and there was American Express, turns out New York Times and American Express just isn't part of a lunch, you know, no, were, were created in the same year. Who knew? And so that sparked a, what can we do together? Could we do a food festival? Could we think, of, and it a really big came, idea came out of that lunch, which was nothing more than just we were going to have lunch and we were looking for someone to have lunch with and New York Times said, hey, come, come have lunch with us. Um, so it is a, yeah, I think we, and and that's the thing you can't, auto, we will automate a lot in our industry and we should. We should standardize and automate a lot, even though walled gardens and stuff are making it harder to do that. We We will and must constantly as agencies look to create consistency so we can compare across platforms. And as we automate, which helps people, we will require relationships even more to come up with the big ideas and the, and the, and frankly, the human connections allow you to call somebody and say, I know we haven't planned for this, but got to do this. Sure. This is what business is about. Um, and what's your favorite thing about your current job? I love being a coach. I use this metaphor a lot. Um, and I'm not a big sports fans that don't ask me a lot of sports context for us how big is media brands of which you're seeing Thirteen thousand people around the world we have these two big brands um and initiative um and then we have specialty brands that support them so we have what i call you know we have a blue team and a red team initiatives blue and um is red so we do have these two teams that go to play different fields play different games at different times but i love and this is not something as a strategist I expected to love because I love the analytics of business. I love the analytics of media. I love the idea of optimizing your investments against business objectives. So all that I love. But actually, people can't be opt- optimized in that way. People can only be inspired and led. And so what I, I love the opportunity I've been given, which is to think about what does a leader need to do to be a leader as opposed to a boss? And my model is now more and more coaches because I think what coaches do, they bring out the best in people, they put them in the right position, they move them out of position into new position. And there's always a clear um, bias towards the team versus the star. Almost, mm-hmm. right? As in all, occasionally you get distracted by having the star and a team, that, um, the Ted, Ted Lasso lesson, but, but always... I think you learn that the team is stronger than the stars. And if you can find people who work as a team, you get, so that learning I didn't, and through the pandemic that was really helpful because people felt really isolated. And so keeping them together as a team, making it feel like a team and making myself sort of cheerleader and coach, uh, I think has been super interesting. The other thing I love about my job is getting to, so on the people side, I love that, but also getting to speak up frankly, um, mm. as I was advised to do about things that I don't think are right in the media business and having and being heard. And uh, I know I have, a, I have a platform. I don't have a big platform, but I have a platform mm-hmm. uh, and I use it for good. Yeah. I think, I hope. 
Yeah, sure. I like that. And and so what advice, very much linked to that answer, actually, but what advice would you give to someone starting out in the media marketing career today? Well, I don't need to give them advice to speak up. That is not advice I need to give because there's no, absolutely no, uh, this generation, not, there's no quietness. Um, I think it's, I think it's, really be creative because the opportunity now like never <clears throat> like never before in media and i think in business is to find new connections find new combinations um and i, I like to say creativity is everybody's business which which it didn't it wasn't always the case i do think today it is the case that creativity is everybody's business and there's no Oh, there's the science guy, and then there's the art guy, or there's the people who just do the hard analysis, and then here's the people who think conceptually and creatively. I think we all have to bring create the pace of change requires it, but frankly, the openness in business, if it, it you know makes it possible. So no matter where you are, no matter where you're starting, if you see something that can be created, speak up. Let's do it, um, and particularly with the big digital platforms with clients becoming more publishers, the amount of not just content that can be created, but combinations and partnerships that can be formed that, that can be at every level. So be, be creative and, 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 and think of yourself as a green. You know, one of the worst things we did as industry was create a creative department. Like how bizarre is that? A creative department, like there's a group of people who are creative and everybody else. So that is bullshit and needs to go. And we're all creative. Yeah, it's I, I like it. It's it's interesting though, isn't it? Because you know the focus now, you know, at schools and you know in a lot of the tech companies is on STEM, and it's you know it's on yep. the, the science, yes. and mathematics. Yes. And so and so to hear you say, yeah, you know, be creative and creativity is your superpower, which I entirely agree with. But a lot of people, because you know they 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 struggle to to actually put a value on that, and and because it's hard to measure and it's the output, I guess. It's hard to measure. It's easy to see when you don't have it. I mean, I, I think mm -hmm. some of the big, if you look at some of the big failures, who can I talk about that is not, I mean, there's no one that's not going to, if you look at GE, why is GE this, this amazing diversified company failing, struggling, right? It's a failure of imagination. They had an opportunity. They actually had a great, they had a creative idea that helped them be creative about the business. It's called eco-imagination. Make a bet on on energy sustainability which is by the way our sustainable energy strategy is all of the above it's not and or it's all of the above mm -hmm. make a bet uh they had eco imagination and then i was like oh that seems too out there and too hard to fit so we give up on that that's a failure of imagination and i think and now look at it it's you mm -hmm. know it's a shell of a company that it used to be well, so it's interesting isn't it because you began your career as you've just told us on on the sort of marketing management consultancy side. And obviously these are the guys who are now trying to get a piece of the action in terms of the media and the creative industry space. Yes, yes. And, and you know, and, and make some headway, but obviously they, they've, had to, they've had to fight this corporate culture, which didn't really necessarily allow for creativity initially. It wasn't built for that purpose. Uh, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, having had a foot in both camps. Well, you? I do. Maybe. I mean, I have a thought. Remember, my, I come with my biases and my biases and my biases. 
I think there are two kinds of consultancies, like there are two kinds of agencies. There's strategic consultancies and there's execution consultancies. And there's strategic agencies and execution agencies. Now, uh, I think the strategic consultancies are looking very choicefully at where they get involved, whether it's on market segmentation, audience. I think audience segmentation, definitely we're running up against the Baines, the McKinsey's, the BCG's. Um, and then there's the execution consultancies who are looking at how do you manage process change? How do you create new operations? And that's the Accentures and the Deloitte's of the world. I, I, don't, I don't see the Accentures and Deloitte's of the world as competition because they're helping clients get their internal operations right. And if they do, great. It makes, us, it makes our operations interact more seamlessly with them. Strategically, I think there's, um, there's some... Um, there's definitely competition, and we, we, we don't win those all the time. We win them more than you would expect against the big consultancies, the strategic ones. Um, Accenture is a complex one because Accenture Interactive is not a consultancy. Accenture Interactive is just another agency. So it has Accenture as a name. I don't know that it has any Accenture in it. You know what I mean? It's just the builds these websites that are e-commerce websites that I think other e-commerce agencies do. But do I think there are a group of consultants who aren't the traditional ones who are helping our clients in-house um, content and media and data capabilities. And that is a new phenomenon. And we as agencies are learning how to partner better with them. You know, it's not going to be you, you're in, we're out. We're always going to be there, but how we offer a more managed service do, service to clients. Do we license our technology? Do we license our tools? Do we embed some of our people on the client side? And, you know, we won't get the same fees, but we will get a stronger relationship and be able to look for other opportunities. We are making that pivot. And that's the, to me, that's the challenge, which is mm -hmm. how do we then partner with in-housing consultants um, so that it is not adversarial, but that it's a collaborative partnership. Yeah, sure. And I'm, I'm sure you guys will work out a way because one thing media agencies are really good at is innovating and being agile. You know, I've right. seen, you know, you've incorporated everything from PR to social to content marketing, you know, you, you e guys. E-commerce to e-commerce. Yeah, E-commerce, e yeah. So what would you say your own personal secret talent is? If, you know, what do you really bring to the equation? Uh, optimism. I'm a very idealistic person. I grew up in South Africa, which was disaster into miracle. Okay. Uh, and so I am really, a, I'm a, somebody told me the other day, I'm a strong optimist, which I thought was, that's a, so I am very optimistic and, and I'm not, you know, people come and say, house is on fire, clients leaving, we didn't win this. Oh my God, oh my God, something ran. We didn't run a campaign in the middle of December. There was about, you know, holidays. And I'm like, okay. We'll find a way. We'll find a way. First of all, let's acknowledge the pain. And secondly, we'll find a way to make it a positive. We'll find a way to make it up. So I'm very optimistic. And I spent some of my um, my uh, childhood because I was easily bored and my and I played a lot of sport and was trying to. I was very nerdy and worked at, in school, but I was very easily bored. And so I did a lot of. Um, if you just translates. Uh, I'm like theater. I did a lot of theater <laughs> and a lot of, uh, we call it candlelight theater. We would go around to retirement homes and do a lot of Monty Python and stuff like that. And, uh, um, 
which in like South Africa was super weird. But um, um, I think that sense of, I have a deep sense of performance and I don't use it when I need to, it's very helpful. I think what media agencies have learned to do, because we do so much pitching, we do so much, we respect, speak to CEOs and CFOs, I think way more than creative agencies do now, that sense of when there's a performance, show up with a performance mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, <clears throat> and make it a performance. You know, people mm -hmm. have come to see a show, not a conversation. I think I, I, I do that <clears throat> quite consciously and my team knows and I have like a, they're like, oh, you've got the, you've got the stage props <laughs> now because I bring out the suits and I bring out the shoes. But uh, I have that sense. And I think that's also, I find joy in that, you know, and everybody is like, a very yeah. serious meeting we're presenting to the CEO of this big company. And I'm like, well, let's make it, you know, what's the, what's the performance we're going to put on? Like, what is it? Because it can't just be the work we do. They're looking to an agency for something more. It's got to be an emotional experience. Otherwise they could just get it from them from looking at a report. So. Yeah. I really like that answer. And I think one day we will have to do a, a dedicated podcast just to the art of a pitch and uh yeah. goes into it now. oh i love it there's I love so much it. going on uh, your your initial answer of optimism is an interesting one because obviously i can see how that would help the teams around you but but maybe uh, does it make you uh, sort of less risk averse if you're always optimistic less risk averse yeah well i mean i just want yes. to yes. yeah, what the potential yeah, yeah, yeah. outside could be uh well, I know I'm I'm optimistic in a very risk conscious uh, industry, and I'm optimistic in a very risk conscious culture. Um, so I'm definitely surrounded by people who right. are, are, I would say, more buttoned up. Than, they're, they're doing the worrying for you. Yeah, like yeah, it. it's a team. It's a team. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, and we don't. You know, we we you know like e-commerce. We needed to get and we obviously e-commerce even prior to the pandemic. How do we get into e-commerce? We thought about making some acquisitions. We looked at the acquisitions. There was too much risk. I was very keen on an acquisition. My team was not. We agreed not to. And we've built a business now that's bigger than some of the acquisitions we looked at. So they were right. Now, I'm a team player. My optimism gets put into the mix and mm -hmm. the risk, some of the risk aversion. And, um, but the optimism about our ability to adapt to whatever gets uh, thrown at us, I think, is, is helpful because I don't. I don't, to your point of the agility, I don't see a problem that can't be an opportunity. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think they're, if you're, if you have a great relationship with clients, you understand their business, you know that we're in the business of audiences and not buying and selling, um, we'll always be valuable. Yeah. Okay. Now, you've just, you're just about to be president of the Media Lions jury, which yes. is, you know, a great position. Uh, to have in 2022. Now, where do you get your own uh, daily news from? Uh, I have my four, the big four, which is Wall, um, Wall Street Journal, Washington Post, New York Times, Financial Times, not in that order, actually in reverse order. Um, and, and then I go... Finding that now, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, I end with the, the Wall Street Journal. I sometimes start with the New York Times if something big is happening in the world or usually the financial times. Um, uh, although I don't want to read any more about Boris Johnson. Can I say that? I'm just done. Um, um, it's just enough. Not, you're not and... in the minority there. I mean, <laughs> it's enough. I think, it's I like, think stop... he's had enough of reading about Boris Johnson. It's unusual. Yeah. He's like, stop looking at me. Um, <laughs> him maybe parties his hair differently. Um, 
and uh, and Politico. Um, I, I am a news junkie. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And it, is that mainly sort of you know digital and, and sort of email feeds now? It's or? all through my iPad. Yeah, I have a iPad Pro, and I sit and read that. Um, I read the New Yorker on the iPad Pro. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I still get a printed copy of, I think, the Financial Times, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think I've read it in mm-hmm. that printed copy in years. Yeah, I'm not sure why I get it. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably part of your. Your complimentary subscription, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I pay. Okay. I'm very, I'm very <laughs> clear. All, all no, no, advisors, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I campaign, ad week, ad age, I pay for and I pay for. My news sources, that's the point. I want them to be my mm, news sources. Sure. I don't want them to be somebody gave them to me. And in terms of sort of media brands in general, sort of lifestyle media brands, which media brands are most important to you? I don't have a... Um, um, you know, obviously, I'm. I do a lot of streaming. I'm in that. Okay. I'm in that. What Netflix or what's your go-to platform? Prime. Okay. I'm a big Prime Video guy. Uh, I, you know, there is a Netflix show I will. I will watch. I think. Um, I think Prime, HBO Max, mm-hmm. and Prime. I think have managed to carve out a position of sort of more interesting, more thoughtful content. Um, Netflix sort of does the great content spectrum mm-hmm. um i think those are the and then i'm you know i do watch cnn um i have secret vices like below deck which if you haven't watched below deck is a it's a uh, bravo show about it's a reality tv show about people who work on luxury yachts and they're the they're okay. the team below deck and it is just bad for you and unstoppably right. <laughs> yeah. um, and a lot of sport um it's just the most amazing tennis we just saw in the last two weeks and i'm looking for some new tennis coming up um yeah and uh but it it is interesting how the brands you know you don't say nbc abc anymore you say hbo max Prime mm-hmm. Video, Peacock, I think is a great. Hulu is a great, um, is a brand in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, interesting. And 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 this may again dovetail into that question. But how do you switch off from being always on? Gardening. We were just talking about your garden. I have a garden. <laughs> um, I I go biking. Uh, we have a house that's uh, two hours north of New York City, um, which has a huge yard that i try to keep up poorly um and then so i love that i love being out I, i'm a, i'm not sure i'm a what's it called tree bathing or something bathing where you go out and forest bathing yeah. or something yeah, you, yeah, but yeah. Uh, which I, I but i something like that something like that happens to me when i'm out in out in uh in nature yeah i think um, that's the point i think it happens to everyone whether whether they know whether you call it or not yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. a primeval thing okay yeah yes. no, See that. So, are you are you getting into gardening more as you get older? Yeah. <laughs> Do you find yourself? We all become our grandparents. Yeah, I think. Become yes. Our oh, I'm obsessed. <laughs> uh, the other day, I was I was like, my my roses are not performing as I would like. And I remember having this. Remember thinking this about my grandfather. Going, he spends an awful lot of time talking about roses. What is his problem? And I'm like, oh yeah, 
this is what's happened. I've now become someone who yeah. cares about my rose. <laughs> it's okay. Well, the next week it will all be about rose. So you're okay. Exactly. Still <laughs> young as well. Don't From worry. roses to rose. <laughs> yes. And, and, and finally, Daryl, who or what inspires you? Well, I have him behind me, Nelson Mandela. Um, uh-huh. Nelson Mandela. What an amazing, you know, mm-hmm. to come from uh, one of the first black lawyers in the country, then banned, then imprisoned, um, 27 years, worked in a quarry in this awful jail cell, and then came out and was a unifier and, you know, built a rainbow nation with all the warts and all, yeah. and, you know, but still just this great to come out and have such grace. So he inspires me. Mm-hmm. I can I'm see inspired. that. Yeah. I mean, and just always. And whenever I think... Uh, in, he was in the right man at the right time, wasn't he, for, for South Africa? With the right character. Like mm-hmm. he, and, he, he, and you read his, his writings. I mean, he was obviously raised in a particular way, which was built a character. But he, he worked on his character. It's such an interesting thing. We had a... Um, you know, we, we, we go to great places to have meetings. So we had a meeting in Mallorca the other day, as you do when you get your global leadership team together. And Tony Nadal was there. So Tony Nadal, who is the who, who Rafael Nadal's greatest of all time, um, his uncle and coach, and he came to speak to us. And, I, and we asked him, what's the what's the difference? You know, what's what makes the difference in a in a great from a great a good tennis player to a great tennis player? And he said, someone who works on their character, not yeah. someone who has great character. But someone who works on their character to become better. Right. And I was like, that's I think that Mandela did that. He was like, all right, I'm gonna I need to work. Like I don't know what's gonna happen with my life, but I needed to not be I need to not become bitter. I need to be the leader here. I need to help other people stay focused on the positive opportunities in our country. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. He um, he talks about the importance of creativity as well, doesn't he? In the mind. Yes. I remember he talks about the importance of of singing and dancing when he was incarcerated yes. and uh, walked to three. Yes. Yeah, amazing. Uh, yeah. Darrell, look, it's been really nice to sp- um, spend some time with you just before your your big gig in Cannes. So many thanks for that. It's been great. You're welcome. Me. Lovely um, conversation. Lovely to meet you. You too. We'll speak, we'll speak, speak again soon. Hopefully. Take care and see you in Cannes, maybe. <laughs> see you in Cannes. That's going to annoy <laughs> so many people. But I'll <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. All <laughs> virtually, virtually. Goodbye. Okay, <laughs> bye. Okay, bye. And thanks again to Daryl Lee, the global CEO of IPG's Media Brands there. And thank you for joining us. I hope you're finding these discussions as fascinating as I am. I mean, it's great to see leaders with a real point of view and um, a real sense of where they see the industry heading. Um, And obviously really personable. Again, you get to understand why these guys get to where they are. But if you'd like to find out more about My Media Life or indeed the World Media Group, do um, look at the websites online. Um, And until the next time, do please enjoy the sun uh, wherever you may be. Thanks for joining me. Take care.